Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. And Joe DiBiase. We use the stars for a lot of things. Like, what, navigating? How many times did you use the stars for navigating in your life? Oh, right. Turn. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. It means bear right. No. Not there. It said right, so take a right. It can't mean that. There's well, a lake there. I think it knows where it is going. This is the the machine knows. This is the lake. Stop yelling at me. No, it's up there. There's no lake here. How do I know if I'm going east or west? Never eat salty waffles. N-E-S-W. I can't even just look up. I gotta like lean forward to look up through the windshield, be like, oh, is that is that the North Star there? Which means I wanna go left of that. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Hey yo! Happy Tuesday! How's everybody doing today? How you doing, Joe? Uh, <laughs> flat. Oh. Okay. I am still in a, a little bit of a depression from Sunday. I feel like a million bucks because I didn't spend three hours in traffic. <laughs> and I mean that well, that's good. in the nicest way. Like, I was going to say, I did also probably sleep like two and a half hours more than I yes, did uh, yes. yesterday. Yesterday was the yeah. hyper-emotional, immediate reaction Hadn't gone back and watched anything. Just mm-hmm. you know, there are uh, there are benefits and there are also drawbacks to watching the game live in the stadium. Mm-hmm. Driving three hours home, going to bed, getting up and coming in and saying, "Here's what I think." <laughs> so that's kind of you know that's how it goes if you're going to go to these games, which uh, I think is important to do sometimes. Anyway, yeah. So I feel rested. Mm-hmm. I've collected a series of statistics and numbers and. We'll get some opinions on it, locker cleanout day, lots of stuff. But I thought that a good day, thing to do today would be just, what do you think the next day? You slept on it, mm-hmm. you know? You had a chance to sleep on it. Maybe you're the kind of person that goes back and watches a game again. Maybe you're the kind of person that watches the condensed or the all 22, whatever. However yep. you consume your bills, what do you think the next day? Now that you've had a chance to think about it, to sleep on it. Because... I mean, I've got a couple things in here. I'm less mad about XYZ. I'm more upset about ABC. Mm. But the next day, it's different. It's uh, It should be different. I mean, do less people want people fired today? Does it depend what we hear at 11 o'clock from Sean McDermott? I don't know. Like, he'll yeah. talk, and we'll have that on the Extra Point Show. But are more people going to be I mean Gabe Davis I think after hearing him yesterday like I am I'm almost very quickly wanting to think about you know the off season more than looking and I just 
the rearview mirror feels like a team that just was flawed from the get-go. And I the next day, I almost feel like I just want it's, to... It's a burn-the-tape season, almost, for me. Hmm. In that, just, it was stressful from the beginning. There were warts from the beginning. They they fired a coordinator. They had they got to that point in a regular season, and I don't know. I just there 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 still is an anger in me that they allowed their team to get to a place where the thing the thing that's got me this morning is on the drive in and last night listening to the Ringer guys and other shows where you know I'm constantly hearing how the Bills had zero explosive pass explosive plays yeah. in this game on Sunday against the Chiefs. They didn't have a single pass play. Pass play they didn't have. They didn't have a single pass play more than 20 yards. And then I look and see that they were 19th in the regular season in explosive pass plays. Like, the same amount as the Bears. <laughs> like, and I'm not, I'm just not surprised. I'm just not surprised at all that they they got to a game and they couldn't push the ball down the field yep. at all. And I think it's a huge, huge problem. When's the last time you saw a Bills receiver running behind the secondary for a touchdown? Well, Diggs. <laughs> but I know what you mean. Yeah. You, mean you mean with the ball. With the ball, yeah. right. Did it happen? With the ball. Did like, it happen the this Dolphins year? did it every week this year. Yeah. Did, was there one play this year where that happened? Oh, boy. Just a, a guy is behind the defense, and Allen laid it in there. That's a great question. I can't, I can't think of one. I can't think of one. I can I can think of times that they had it and didn't hit it. But and yeah. I wonder how much of all of it, their struggles for the season, their struggles on offense, just simply come down to that. They don't have anybody that stretches the field. They don't yeah. have that. As much as we talk about receiver, I, I, I mean specifically that type of receiver. They don't have right. – that. that's a huge element of every offense is, you know – if you want to get, how did the Chiefs play the Bills on Sunday? They had two high safeties for a lot of it. Yep, and that's how defenses play them all the time. And how how is an offense? Are you ever going to pull a defense out of that? How are you going to get to a point where you don't have to go sixteen plays well, to move the, the ball seventy? The, the yards? Bills have thought that the way to do that is to manufacture lengthy drives and. 12, right. 12 personnel was a big part of what they were going to try to do for that. Which you got to play a perfect drive if yeah. you're going to do that, right? Like all those sets of downs, you can't make a mistake. Yep. If you got to go eight sets of downs on your way to the end zone as opposed to the some of the most explosive offenses who have to go through three. You have less margin for error when you chunk when you get those chunk plays. Yeah. And they just I mean, Sunday's and, game there was just none of it. Right. And it's a lot of it to me is, you know, you could use the word flaws or warts, but it's not even that. The Bills knew they were getting that, and they were good with it, right? They knew it. There's a reason that wide receiver will be talked about so aggressively, and that's because they desperately need one. And every time it comes up, like I had somebody write to me yesterday saying, like, you know, hey, um, hindsight's twenty twenty. So it's This is not hindsight. No. When they drafted James Cook, I was mad it wasn't a receiver. I was I was praying they were gonna get uh, George Pickens to fall to them, right? Or Christian or some, Watson, or what? And not to yeah. say it has to be any one of these specific guys, but it has been. This is the third off season where it's clear they're gonna need this help, and for two of them, they did not get it. And I know Khalil Shakir is a nice player, but he's not the kind of player you're talking about. No, he's they, your he's your Beasley type. Yeah, and Davis got. 
extended, whatever, his role got boosted quite a bit, and that didn't really play out. So, you know, at the risk of being obsessed about receivers, I'm with you on that. Like, I heard a lot of people, a lot of people I trust in, in their knowledge of football and what they think, whether that's, I listen to Joe Marino's Locked on Bills podcast, it's all 22, saying like, the Bills executed the plan that they had very well, and they called vertical shots down the field, but the Chiefs just capped them and covered them. Like, mm. you don't have an answer. You call these plays, Allen wants to throw them, and either A, the passes didn't get completed because they got dropped, or B, the Chiefs were just all over you because they are completely qualified to cover you. And I'm thinking about all of the Jets games where it's very clear mm-hmm. the Jets don't fear the Bills' weapons. And why do the Bills struggle against that very good defense? Because the Jets just have the horses to do it. And now, uh-oh, plot twist, Joe. The Chiefs now have the weapons to do it on defense. On the, defense, The yeah. Chiefs yep. have the defense to do it to you. And while they were going out and building a defense to, to do this, your offense continued to just drift and fall and to the point where you just made, you know, you change your coordinator. So well, I just feel like they were so easy to defend. Like, yeah. In the past game. Like, cause other than if, Josh Allen's existence. Yes. Yeah. Like if I'm a defense, what do, what do I got to do to stop them? And this is what the chiefs did a lot of on Sunday. I just got to keep my safeties deep. Not let, I'm not worried about them running past me. Um, they don't have that speed element that worries me in that way. So I'm going to keep everything in front of me. Go ahead. All right, throw your bubble screens. Throw your throw your short passes, your stick routes to to Diggs and to Kincaid and to Dawson Knox. These guys are they're fine players. I'm not I'm not terrified of any of them with the ball in their hands. They're guys with the ball in their hands. They're fine. They're not not dangerous in that element. And if you want, you know. When you look at teams like San Francisco and some of those style of offenses, you know even Detroit is this a little bit. They at least have Jamison Williams, where it, it, you have these guys that are dangerous. Debo Samuel, uh, you can't you can't just back up right against teams like the Niners because if you back up, they'll throw those same they'll throw those same passes the Bills threw on Sunday to Diggs and to Kincaid and yeah. to Dawson Knox, but they're throwing them to Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah. So now you've got to race up because they're going to get nine yards. They're going to get 15 yards. They might break one for a, a touchdown. And the Bills, just they, they don't have that element. It really comes back to what you've said repeatedly, which is... Identity? I, right. <laughs> what do they want to be? Yeah. Because the, th- the offense we saw on Sunday, 16 passes behind the line of scrimmage, that is not the roster Brandon Bean built. That's not what that offensive... Offense is. I mean, I don't know what they're. They are. You know, they're. They're what? They're. Diggs is a separator alleged, allegedly at the end. Is he supposed to be? And Davis is a guy that pushed the ball down the field. And Kincaid, you'd think, is going to run up the seam. Like I think they should have some of this downfield element, but they just they didn't. I think that's a huge part of their downfall. Yeah. We'll get some calls on this eight zero three zero five fifty. I've got something for you that the next day I'm thinking, which is, I was trying to find. The rankings this year in yards per drive around the NFL. No, even if you can find that. I have the average, not yards, sorry, points per drive. How many points does the best team in the league score per drive? What I found was at San Francisco. Not to your, not not surprising, mm-hmm. right? Right. And here's the context for that. Here's why I want to give this. Like the Bills on Sunday against the the Chiefs, what they had was they had holes in the boat, right? Mm-hmm. Metaphorically. 
AJ Klein's a hole in the boat. You can't, you, you know, it's a problem. Can you get through it without AJ Klein? The Bills couldn't. And it wasn't until too late that Dorian Williams went in to try and make plays instead. Dane yep. Jackson was a hole in the boat. Just did not play well. Could not play well. Rasul Douglas, lots that watched him yeah. said he wasn't ready yeah. to play. The he more was, people are breaking down that game, they're saying he just didn't have it. Yeah, he was playing hurt and doing the best he could with playing hurt. So you had holes in the boat. And if it were one game, that'd be one thing. But I saw numbers on McDermott's defense in their last four playoff eliminations. Yeah. Yep. So here you go, folks. In their last four playoff eliminations. Three Chief games and a Bengal game. Yep. Three Chiefs, one Bengals. 38 drives, 16 touchdowns, eight field goals, six punts. Six kneel downs. Six punts. Six kneel downs or end of half. One missed field goal, one turnover, 134 points allowed. That is 3.5 points per drive in their last four playoff games. 3.5 3.5 Four point, playoff elimination games. Thank yeah. you, yes. In their last four games they've been eliminated, they give up 3.5 points per drive. 3.5 points per drive is much better than the best team in the NFL. Your defense yeah. gets worked mm-hmm. in the postseason by good teams. It is really no different than it was. Now, this, well, time, this time it might be because holes in the boat, too many injuries, yeah. but what about Cincinnati last year? Were they... Banged up, but they two hurt. They're missing Daquan Jones. They're missing Micah Hyde, yeah. but they'd still gone to a thirteen and three season the year before in Kansas City. The thirteen seconds game, they get worked the whole game. Mm-hmm. Mahomes, I've got more numbers on this. Like some of the some of its fancy stats, but the fancy stats can sometimes just drive home how well a guy is playing. Mahomes in his three games against Sean McDermott in the postseason, mm-hmm. his EPA per play. His worst game is in the 93rd percentile. Mm-hmm. His worst game is better than MVP-level play. Patrick Mahomes eats Sean McDermott's lunch every time they play in the postseason. Mm-hmm. He's never had an answer for him. Whether he's healthy, whether he's got injuries on defense, whether we're blaming Leslie Frazier for being too too uh, conservative, McDermott is consistently decent against Mahomes in the regular season. Yeah. And then yeah. get him to the postseason, and what happens? Mahomes plays like an MVP. The Bills have played Mahomes in the playoffs three times. Have they had a good half defensively? Have they had a good half? <laughs> because mm-hmm. the Bengals have played have played Mahomes twice in the postseason as well. Yep. And had a shutout in the second half yep. of a game in Arrowhead that sent them to the Super Bowl. Yep. And the next time they played they held him down and they lost by a field goal again. I know he's Patrick Mahomes, but the Bills have not had a good half against Patrick Mahomes, and there have been six opportunities to have a good half. So today I'm a little more focused on the defense. It might be because injuries were too much to overcome, but if they're healthy, why would I think that McDermott's going to have answers against Mahomes in the postseason, against Andy Reid yeah. in the postseason? Why am I going right. to th- think it ever? He didn't have answers against Burrow last year in a game that we watched and said, oh, wow, the footing is so terrible. The Bills are wearing the wrong shoes. The Bengals went and did whatever they wanted on offense. Right. The defensive line we thought was going to have a big day against backup Bengals offensive linemen did nothing. This defensive line, the healthiest unit on the team this year against Kansas City on Sunday. They had everybody. They did nothing. Yep. So I, I don't know. What I'm looking at is 
a, a defensive coordinator slash coach that has a great track record as a defensive coordinator and coach. Great track record. They have a lot of wins. And then get him to the postseason, and he doesn't have any answers. Mm-hmm. None. Well, and look at look at the teams. I mean, this list has been out there for Josh Allen, but let's spin it and let's put it on Sean McDermott. Who are their playoff wins against? Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Skylar Thompson. Mac Jones. Yep. A, a Lamar 30, Jackson. Lamar Jackson's the good one, and then Philip Rivers, a forty-year-old Philip Rivers. Yeah. I mean, they've they've won right. Like you you can you can say this right. Sean McDermott's beat one good quarterback in the postseason in seven years as Bills head coach. Lamar. Lamar. Yeah. And Lamar, by the way, only played three quarters of that game. I mean, the Bills had him, right? Like they, yeah. I'm not to say that they wouldn't have finished the job. They had three points in the third quarter. But three quarters of Lamar Jackson. Yeah. That, that is That's in it. seven years. That's it. So they had, a half, they had a half against Deshaun Watson, and then he blew them up in the second half. Yep. So, like, what is – this is where the McDermott – you know, conversation goes to what? What? Why am I supposed to believe that that's ever going to get different? I've got one more stat for you on Mahomes in the playoffs. This is from Michael Florio, not Pro Football, no, not, uh, PF, what Pro Football Talk. Yes, yeah. thank you. Before seven a.m. Right, it is. Uh, this is uh, fantasy football analyst Michael F. Florio, NFL Network. There's another Mike Florio. There is a different Mike Florio. Wow, yeah. there's, there's in, more Mike Florio running around out three here. Three Bills Chiefs playoffs game. Three Bills Chiefs playoffs games. The Bills' defense has not forced a single turnover or gotten one sack. Three. In three Bills' In Chiefs. three Bills' Chiefs' playoff games, they've not sacked Mahomes one time. Oh, Mahomes, they haven't yeah. turned it over. Right, yeah. They haven't turned Mahomes over. They haven't turned him over, they haven't sacked him in three matchups. Not one. They don't have any answers for him. We, after... The AFC Championship game said, all right, you've got to build an offense that competes with Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And they went out and they traded for – well, no, they had digs already. Um, all right, build an offense. Well, depends what your timeline was. I mean, originally, they weren't even in that ball game. Sure, that's right. If you wanted to become a team like the Chiefs, you needed to go get Stephon Diggs. Right, and they did. And the next year, they go to the AFC Championship game and they lose with Diggs there. And then there's the 13 seconds game. The funny part is their best shot at ever beating Mahomes was the shootout. It was, yeah. It's the game where the offense was the best it's ever been. But anyway, you, I don't, mean, you, that's... you don't want to get in a shootout. The plan was on Sunday to protect your defense that had so many holes in the boat, and with good reason. Because even if it's healthy, I don't have any evidence that Sean McDermott will have an answer for Patrick Mahomes in the postseason at any point. I mean, give him a full boat of defensive players. Okay, can you get a sack? Did Mahomes even have to be great on Sunday, or is he just kind of just, you know, easy day at the office, hitting fairways, hitting greens, getting up and down? Like, Mahomes had an easy day. How many many times did the Bills touch him? Zero turnovers, zero sacks, three playoff games against Mahomes. Their last four elimination games, they give up more yards per drive than the best team in the NFL scores. Sorry, points per drive. Points per drive. Like, McDermott in the playoffs for his defense – they go out because his defense completely lets them down every year. That's what does it. Anyway, the point I wanted to make, one of them, this Michael Florio tweet about this Mahomes, how good he is, mm-hmm. he finishes up. He says, any other team that plays the Chiefs in these games loses by multiple touchdowns. The fact that the games have been so close speaks to Josh Allen's greatness. They've given up 36 points per game to the Chiefs in three games in the postseason. Yeah. 
and they've lost one score games in two of the three. Like that's and listen, it's a high bar, right? Like it's it, it is it Mahomes. Is. It's six straight AFC Championship games. It's Reed, but but wait, hap- what happens like, this week if Baltimore beats them? Right, if Baltimore beats them. Now I've got Cincinnati and Baltimore that have found a way to have a win. Right, Cincinnati gives them. And before that, if you want to go way back, Belichick figured out a way sure. to have a win against them too in the playoffs. Yeah, um, and so did Tampa. Yeah, right. So Brady. Brady and Burrow so far That's right. are the only two. That's it. But right, if if you add Baltimore to that list, it's okay, there's another formula here. There's another example of it can be done. It can be done. You can't just sit here and wait for, you know, them to be picked apart or for Mahomes to be done playing. Like what you can't just wait around. That was another thought I had yesterday. This one was like really dark th- thinking about it, which is yeah, I guess I just got to wait until Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey are gone. Like, yeah. Reid really is the one, right? Like, he, he dominates. Reid versus McDermott it's in mi- the postseason. Like, there's just... It's a mismatch. And it makes me think again of... I mentioned this yesterday, that that Patrick Mahomes and Hard Knocks... Or in quarterback on Netflix last year, before the Bills-Bengals AFC Championship game, or divisional round game, said that the, the Bills are a better matchup for them. Why? Like... Don't they know exactly what they're going to see every time they play the Bills and they know exactly what beats it? Do they change anything in a, in a big, drastic way? I mean, we thought the play calling from McDermott might present a change. But whatever it is, Mahomes told you last year in that documentary that he he knows he, he loves playing the Bills in terms of like scheme and X's and O's. Like He, he knows what they are. Why should he not have any confidence every single time they play him? Yeah. 8030550. We'll get some calls in here. How you're feeling the next day? What it all means? We've got lot. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Or clean out sound to get to from Gabe Davis, Mitch Morse, Josh Allen, among others, and Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean speak today. David in Wheatfield. David, good morning. Thanks for chiming in. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Uh, listen, I, I have 
Well, I've got about 20 points I want to make, but I'll stick to three. Um, the first one yesterday you guys were talking about, um, you know, you were disappointed with the, with the game plan. I, I was fine with it. In the first, I mean, it worked in the first half. We were leading at halftime. In the second half, obviously, Kansas City made adjustments to our running game, and we did not counter. Um, we stubbornly just continued to try to run the ball up the middle, and we're putting ourselves in, in second and 12s, uh, you know, third and eights constantly. And they, you know, I, I, the, the one 20 yard pass play that you mentioned, I'm pretty sure was to Kincaid on a play action pass. And then I think they had one more play action pass the rest of the game. That, that, that's my first big complaint. My second big complaint is, uh, disappointment in the defensive line. All, I heard all week how, you know, uh, vulnerable uh, Kansas City was at their tackle positions. We put no pressure on Mahomes whatsoever. Um, and then my third point I want to make is I'm, I'm really worried that our window has passed. This team is aging out. Uh, Poyer and Hyde. Um, you know, is Von Miller going to be a $40 million anchor on our neck? Is Trey White going to be a $30 million anchor around our neck? Um, you know, Shaq Lawson. Uh, even uh, I think FNS's contract is up. Are they going to? Re- I mean, he's been underwhelming. Um, you know, our first round draft pick from two years ago couldn't even see the field when we when our our secondary is completely decimated with injuries. He's still not even seeing the field. He's got he's going to be gone next year. I mean, where do we go from here? Well, and a couple of those names like Tre'Davious White's not a huge anchor. In fact, the Bills can move on from White and save six million dollars in cap space. Yep. Uh, there are other decisions. Mitch Moore says he'd like to come back for another season. Cutting him would be would save eight and a half. Mm-hmm. So maybe a restructure there or some sort of redone deal if he wants to come back. But aging out and window closing is, I think, actually the opposite. What the Bills have here is the opportunity to do something that – I was thinking about this yesterday, Joe. The Patriots always had a chance to do this. The Bills mm-hmm. are not drafting quarterback. When you're when you're mm-hmm. when you're in the midst of a drought and you're drafting quarterback, all your assets have to go into figuring out if you can get a quarterback and if you is he good enough. The Bills don't have to do that. They are in a different game. Now it can just be, well, we got the quarterback. Not only do we have the quarterback, but we have one of the best ones in the league. We can draft everything else we want. You're playing with a right. with a fuller deck. And they have the opportunity to get younger, faster, cheaper, better. There's an opportunity here to turn this in the right way. There's no need for it to be any sort of rebuild, downfall, whatever. Trade some pieces, get some picks, trade down, get some picks, get fresh bodies in here, young guys, athletic guys, whatever. Decide how the next version of the Bills, how how you want it to look. That's what stands in front of Brandon Bean right here. So, Mm -hmm. yes, it is aging out. Maybe Hyde Poyer and Tredavious White, who have been with this team basically for, what, six years? Yep. That era is over. The next safety tandem might be great. And, you know, if they're half as good as Hyde and Poyer, we might be happy. But they have an opportunity to kind of redefine what, what they look like. And that shouldn't be lost on anybody. What are they going to do? Just continue to sink assets into the, the defensive line and more, <laughs> more depth? They're going to draft a full secondary and defensive line, and mm-hmm. McDermott's going to say, this time I'm going to stop Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Hasn't sacked him once. Haven't turned him over once, or will so, that be will that be used as the reasoning as to why they do it? Oh, uh, for sure. That's right. what I mean. Yeah, it's you haven't been able to do anything against him. 
Well, throw more assets at it. They've done that to their detriment, of course. Well, because they are. They're walking in. He mentioned some of the names. He didn't, mention, walk- he didn't mention Boogie Basham. They're walking in. Right? Like, no. Kyrie Elam, Boogie Basham. But they're walking into next year with like Ed Oliver, Von Miller, and Greg Rousseau as their only defensive line. Right. Unless they want to ex- extend Daquan Jones, which might be a good idea. And, and Leonard Floyd and A.J. Epinesa. Maybe Puna like, Ford. Who all, knows? All those guys are free agents. Yeah. 803-0550-1888-552-550. Ron Holt, we'll get to you right on the other side. What are you thinking the next day? You slept on it. What does it feel like? How do you feel? How should this team you know, turn and go? Some of the numbers on these Bills-Chiefs matchups and McDermott's playoff exit numbers are rough. We'll get you more of those as well. Gabe Davis's comments. Looks like Gabe's on his way out, mm-hmm. as expected. That's Saw that coming, I think, all year long. We'll hear from Gabe and uh, others at Locker Clean Out as well, and bring you Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean today um, b- before noon. Like McDermott speaks in the 11 o'clock hour, Bean to speak at noon. We're expected to carry both of those for you. Jeremy and Joe here on a Tuesday. We'll have a little fun with it. Howard's going to come in, yell about the Bills for a little while too. You know, we, we can all perfect. We can all commit commiserate. We're, we're all in it together, and it's an off season to get things done. 803-0550 on WGR. Always open to coming back. I mean, this is my first place I've been in for the past four years that, you know, I love Buffalo, love everything about it. But again, I feel like definitely got to go to March and see, you know, also the other options as well. I feel like that's a business side of it and I got to take advantage of it. Bills wide receiver Gabe Davis. Not talks during the season. Didn't really happen. He's expected to hit free agency. I'll go see what other teams might offer to him. The Bills, of course, if they wanted to keep Davis, would have to pay him about mm, three to four times as much as he makes right now. Mm -hmm. He has been a good draft pick, great value, and a success story about drafting receivers. Also, a bit of a cautionary tale about maybe not giving too much to a guy that, um, in terms of a role, asking him to do more than he can. He was a great role player and had great games here. I I feel like he'll be fondly remembered. Just one of those guys that you know you you can't keep. It'll probably be a fine player in the league. For yeah. He'll be he'll be fine. He'll be a wide receiver two-ish yeah. out there. Yeah, he's a he's a you know, red zone guy downfield, blocks, yep. right? Like those guys those guys exist yeah. in the league. He'll have a career time. for a little while. Robert Woods is still playing football like ten years later. Yeah. And other different types of players, but yeah, Woods might have the kind of game that lasts long. We'll see. I mean, Davis tore his PCL in Miami in that game, so mm. um, he thought he was going to be good to come back next week. Right. Tough. Eight oh three oh five fifty to your calls. What are you thinking the day after on all this? We had laid out some stats in the first hour about McDermott's defenses in elimination games mm-hmm. and against Mahomes, and I think that's kind of the. It's not chicken or egg, Joe. It's the what am I trying to say here? It's the uh, – well, I'll just lay it out instead of saying what it is. <laughs> They're so bad against Mahomes defensively in every playoff game they've ever played him Yeah, that it feels like they should simultaneously pour assets into defense and also never bother pouring assets into defense. All right. You know, which is it? And I think a lot of Bills fans are, stop throwing money and assets and picks – at this blazing fire that you can't put out. Especially because, hey, at this point, like this is going to be a huge point for me on why you pick receiver this year, is now that Allen's cap hit goes up, 
and forty-seven million dollars. Forty-seven. They'll restructure it. I'm sure it'll get lowered. It's not going to go down to where it's been though, right? There's no way they're restructuring from forty-eight million to fifteen, right. or whatever it was this year. Diggs goes up. Von Miller goes up. They have monster contracts that are about to be on the books. It's about to get a lot harder than it's ever been before. The likelihood is they're going to have holes on defense every year. And if you just say, well, I've got this hole and this hole, and i got to stop Mahomes, i got to stop Mahomes, uh, you're, you're going to be doing that forever then. Yeah. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna completely ignore one side of the football in the premium rounds because you've got a hole defensively and you're worried about Patrick Mahomes picking it apart. Well, guess what? You're especially entering a phase now where that there's always going to be a hole. You just have to do your best to overcome that. And that's a little concerning to me about Sunday. Sure, they had holes, but they did not do a good job at all no. at trying to cover it up. They put A.J. Klein in a spot to get picked apart. He was on the street two weeks ago. And one thing about this offseason, and we'll get right to calls, I just want to make this point. Fair or unfair? Because we don't know if it'll be true. If they go with a defensive tackle in the first round over wide receiver, not even here to say that's the wrong thing to do. One thing is true. People will think McDermott runs the draft. That's that. Yeah. He doesn't want you to take offense. Hey, you got your tight end and your guard last year. I'm going to need help at defensive tackle, corner, safety. Spots that they probably do need help at. But if they pass on a stud receiver at 28 to go for a safety I mean, Brandon Bean's opening himself up to people think McDermott runs the draft. Mm-hmm. Steve in Virginia. Hey, Steve. Morning, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks, Steve. I just uh, wanted to talk about all the assets that's been devoted to the defense, especially the defensive line. I mean, they used two first-round picks, two second-round picks. They spent how much on Von Miller? Uh, they also spent nine Miller on Floyd, $2.25 million on Ford. But yet the past four years, they've given up – 27 points this year um, in the loss to the Chiefs, 27 last year to the Bengals, 42 the previous year, and 38 points uh, the year before that. But yet, nowhere near enough on offense. You know, it's just like offense is an afterthought. I mean, people always say, oh, hey, well, well, the defense got banged up. I'm like, well, you know what? That happens on all phases of the team this time of the year. I mean, look at, you know, Beasley the last couple of years he was here. Towards the end of the season, he was less productive de- dealing with injuries. I'd probably say the same thing with Stephon Diggs this year. I mean, he you know wasn't nearly as productive. You know, yet the Bills continue to keep drafting lower round receivers or bringing in lower tier wide receivers, and it's not working. You know, I'm like, it was just you know so frustrating seeing those drops by Sheerfield and Diggs. And like you guys said, we don't have a deep threat. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Diggs can run deep, but that that's not a thing. And I think. Diggs, I mean, I know second half of the season, I don't know if it was Brady or if it's just, hey, injuries catching up. But, yeah, I mean, he definitely declined. But we need a true number two wide receiver. And people always say, well, yeah, well, it was Davis. I'm like, yeah, well, Davis was great as the number three wide receiver. And in that Chiefs game, he was the number three wide receiver going against the lower corner. So he was able to get behind him. But the previous season when he was the number two and this year, he wasn't productive as the number two. Yep. So I just wanted to get your thoughts. And also, I think as long as we have McDermott, he's going to continue that ridiculous eight-man you know, rotation at the front line, and it's, it's costing the team having all those assets devoted to the defensive line, you know, where, where it could be used elsewhere. Yeah. Just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Thanks, Steve. 
Right. I mean, so many assets to the defense. This was the year they finally did it on the offense. When it, you know, Connor McGovern, Osiris yeah. Torrance, Dalton Kincaid, two free agents and Hardy and Sherfield that were, you know, not huge spends, but this was the year they finally did it. I, I, I'm going to just keep leaning back on one thing about how they're going to get through this. And maybe Joe Brady is their way through. Who is the one deciding what the offense looks like, mm-hmm. how it will play? I keep asking this. You know, whenever we talk about it and Sal says, rightly, you know, Sal's told us, they've been wanting to go to 12 for a while. Who wanted that? Right. Bean, McDermott, because whoever wanted it, drives the bus to get Dalton Kincaid and you know Dawson Knox's pay when they go to this offseason will it be like well we got to get back to that that plan we had right they wanted to be that team they did yeah is that over or did they always want to be that team because you're going to draft a receiver let's say they do it first round receiver Diggs Mm. and Adonai Mitchell or Malik Neighbors they trade up whatever yep and Shakir and you're going to take one of them off the field for a tight end all the time, more than any team in the league. It's, it, to me, this point about identity has been huge about them. What do they really want to be? We know what they want to be defensively. That's one thing about, to your point, Joe, about offensive coach, defensive coach. What does McDermott want his defense to be? Never a doubt. He wants to play base nickel defense, rotate defensive tackles and defensive ends, keep yep. bodies fresh on the defensive line, and have vets in the secondary he can count on to play his system. Boom. Print it. Mm-hmm. That's his defensive philosophy, and it has worked quite a bit. Offensively, what do they want to be? Well, three receivers. Well, yak yeah. team. Well, pass-catching running back. J.D. McKissick is really important. <laughs> Naheem Hines is really important. Actually, we're a 12 team. Mm-hmm. Like The answers just keep changing. And right. I think that's really frustrating because it's been quite obvious for a long time that the thing that got them to greatness was Diggs, Brown, Beasley, and Davis. Right. That's what got you to greatness. Now they're just always kind of well. Well, we want to. It's important to do this, and it's important to do this. Okay. Well, is there is this a slow play? Is it a slow drip all the way back to becoming more of a run oriented team? Right. The team that they were. In that game against the Chiefs. And he he just thinks, if we play like that and I get some stops, I'm going to be good. Yeah. Wait, wait, which game against the Chiefs? This past one. This past, this this one. Because how many people have pointed out the offense executed fairly well. McDermott said he thought the offense executed well. He just thinks, if I can plug my holes in the boat and I can supplement my defense, give me another young defensive tackle, give me another linebacker for some depth. And they're drafting third-round linebackers and – that's where, that's where my concern is. Like, what are what is to be learned from Sunday's game? I, I think the coach sounded like on Sunday that what is to be learned is that their offense that that's what his he wants his offense to look like. He's good with that. He he does. What do you mean we need a, another wide receiver? We just need a guy. Well, maybe we need a guy to replace Gabe Davis. But I I got twenty four points. I got all that time of possession. I got yeah. you know all that ball control and field position, and we got it. Didn't turn the ball over. I'll take that. I'll take that every day of the week. That's my concern, is that the coach sounded like that on Sunday and that he sounds like i got to get my defense right. And I, I don't – does he think he can do it? Because 
Listen, no Matt Milano. They've had Matt Milano in a lot of these Chief games. They still picked him I mean, apart. Right. Matt Milano gave up the game-winning touchdown to Kelsey in the 13 seconds game. Not like that's his fault exactly, but nope. like he's on the field for that. But Tredavious White's played in a bunch of these games that have been important. You know, the Bengal game last year. And Poyer and Hyde have been in better forms of themselves in some of these games in the past. And you've had, you know, you've had Tremaine Edmonds instead of yeah. A.J. Klein playing middle linebacker. They've they've been healthy for some of these games. Yeah, and it's the same thing. John and Albany fast before the break. Hey, John. Good morning. Yeah, sure. How you doing? So I'm to this point where I'm not an X and O guy. I could be convinced and swayed one way or the other. I just think about the individual player, Josh Allen. And my takeaway the last two days is that everybody's like the sadness for this guy who were like in the midst of greatness, but will he ever get his opportunity? I'm a Mattingly fan for life. A guy who played around crap but was amazing. I feel like I'm a major fan of a football domatingly, and I wonder, do you guys ever, just as fans of a person, ever start to think, you know, I hope this guy leaves us at some point so he can individually have that success, and I can watch my guy and follow him and let him be successful and have that moment, even if it means setting the team aside. Yeah. Thanks, John. I mean, that's uh, I that's not have that thought. That no, gets to a that. pretty pretty dark territory yeah. when you're hoping a good player leaves your team so that player can win. Uh huh. I don't think it's that dark around here. But regarding th- how fans feel about Allen and how he is, you know, not exactly above the team, but I mean, my wife said to me yesterday, "I feel so bad for Josh." Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think your main point there resonates that, yeah, people want him to win because of what he puts out there for the team every single week. And that's another part of like what all the talk has been like, get him some help. Don't ask him to do so much. And at the end of the day, what was the season asking him to do everything again? 803-0550. Thanks, John, for the phone call. Uh, Open line for you. We'll get to more of your calls. Sell on the way at eight o'clock. We'll get to Matt Beauvais at 730. Howard Simon, Don Granado at 930. The Sabres are out west. A uh, Sabres after dark trip. So... Uh, on to Sabre season. Check the standings. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm more maybe, worried. Maybe, I'm, no, I can't. I can't maybe you haven't it. started. Meanwhile, the middle stat stuff's going to start kicking up about they're just going to trade him. Right? I, I guess. Yeah. yeah. He said they haven't talked contract. Right. 803-0550. Jeremy and Joe and your calls. And the shocking, shocking highest graded player by PFF in that game against Kansas City. I'm under contract for another year. If they have me back, I'll be back. Yeah, that's for now. That's the plan. That is Mitch Morse, the locker cleanout. Sounds like he's good to go for another season. He's got another year on his deal. The Bills, however, I would imagine will try to save some cap space by restructuring or doing a new deal. They could save $8 million, eight and a half almost, if he were not on the team. So we'll see what they do with Mitch Morse. Jeremy and Joe, 803-0550. What are you feeling you know, the next day? You slept on it. Meanwhile, Joe tweeted out PFF grades, and I'm going to mm-hmm. go ahead and say this is a shocker for those of you who haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Joe, tell the people who Pro Football Focus rated as the highest graded Bills player. Was it in the game or just defense? It was in the game. The yeah, highest rated Bills player in the game for Pro Football Focus. Keep in mind, just take it, you know, he only played 15 snaps. Okay. But. Von Miller was their highest graded player. How about that? On only ten on only ten pass rushes, he had two pressures, and he had that chase down tackle on the edge, uh on maybe it was Pacheco yeah. uh in the second quarter. 
So he had their highest grade by a, but defensively. Like it was him, Dodson, and Rousseau were the only guys that were even close to good in this game. And AJ and Klein. That is, I've been look. I've been looking at those like week to week. That is the only time Von Miller has ever been anywhere near. They 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 do their boxes by like blue is really good and green is good and then orange isn't so good. Von, Von like every week is red or orange. He was in the blue this week and he's never even been close to that in a single game all year. So. Didn't he have a tackle he's like, back. erased because of the flag, too? Like, he had two tackles, but he had one of them taken away because oh, the, pl- the play was called back. Maybe the play I'm mentioning was well, no, the one he had, called back. I think he had another tackle, too, but there was the one where it got I, – I was all excited. I was like, oh, my God, he's there. And then the flag kind of just erased the whole thing. Like, it didn't even happen. But imagine if I told you on Saturday that, hey, Von Miller is going to give you – he's going to give you his best game of the year, which I guess isn't a very high bar. But he's going to do, do more for you in that game than he's maybe done all year. But you're still gonna not make a single stop all day. Yeah. Eight oh three oh five fifty one eight 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 five fifty two five fifty to join us. We'll get a call in very quickly. Larry in South Florida. Hey Larry. Hey, good morning, guys. Um got so many things yesterday when I called, I was just so aggravated and angry. Uh, I couldn't really get to, but I'm still angry. And you know, you said you still want the same people gone. Yes, I do. Um and after what you said this morning, I want McDermott gone even more now. A couple questions that I have, and then a couple possible solutions for wide receiver. So, first off, Bean was hired after McDermott. So, you know McDermott had a lot of influence there. So, like you said yesterday, you don't even know if Bean has the authority to let McDermott go. So, the other question I have there is, you mentioned yesterday on we had 13 second and four or less. And 13, ran yeah. the ball. Yeah, 10 times they ran it. They called runs. Right. And then there were 16 pass attempts behind the line of scrimmage. So I want to know, is that a game design by um, our OC? Is that something that he actually willingly did? Or is this more of a pressure from McDermott? Because if it's the OC, he's not the guy for us. <laughs> if it's McDermott putting pressure, even more of a reason to let him go. Now, as far as the wide receivers are concerned, I was thinking back to that, uh, I think maybe your second or first caller where he talked about, you know, some of the draft picks. So we go and Bean drafts Greg Rousseau in the first round, correct? Yep. Follows it by Boogie Basham in the second round. We needed receivers, not as bad as we do now, but we needed receivers, and now we're looking at this salary cap jail that we've created by going for it with Miller and giving some big contracts. One way is to now use your draft picks correctly in the first round, in the second round, draft our biggest need wide receivers. The salary cap hit that late in the first round and that late in the second round won't be that bad. So now's the time to start using your picks the right way because, look, we have Elam. Here's the thing about McDermott that really bothered me. You waited to the fourth quarter to replace Klein with Williams. Elam's on the bench. Our corners are being torched, number one, because Douglas was injured and Dane had a bad game. Why didn't you put Elam in? Because, yeah, it's risky, but it's no more risky than what you're doing. I have no confidence in McDermott. And all the stats you gave earlier this morning, all it did is justify one of my feelings. So I'd love to hear what you have to say. Thanks, Larry. Part of me wonders, you know, 
about again, like it's the it's the beef of the McDermott conversation is are they going to just try and rebuild a defense that consistently lets down in the postseason and gets eaten alive by Patrick Mahomes? Now this time you want to say it was all the injuries, okay. Next time you'll be healthy, and next time the Chiefs might have better weapons. Like, this was supposed to be the weaker version of the Chiefs against your weaker defense, and you didn't have any answers. So, today McDermott will speak. I don't know how far he'll go into any of this, mm-hmm. but, you know, he's going to confirm that he's back for another season. I would imagine that's part of what's going to happen today. Not that that's even a real question, but part of me wonders, Joe, how many Bills fans are waiting for 11 o'clock this morning hoping that in the next three hours there's like some major Adam Schefter breaking news. They just get stunned by yeah, just, someone in your group chat just sends a text, all caps, McDermott. <laughs> right. And then you think you know what that means? Yeah. eight oh three oh five fifty. Thanks, Larry. Get some more calls in. Open segment when we return here on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.